Welcome back to another episode. It's on to dogs. It's your man uh, Lolo here at the microphone. <clears throat> I'm uh, finally getting over this cold. I don't know if you can tell how it sounds, but I just wanted to stop by and share a little bit. Um, I know I'm supposed to be a, a entrepreneur with uh, products, right? But I. I am uh, doing a lot of research on CBD, and I am coming across, it's like, I went in for CBD, and I fell into this freaking rabbit hole, and it's taken me into Wonderland, and now I know a lot more about where CBD comes from, and the history of the hemp plant itself, which is a whole new world, like Ariel said, right? It's a whole new world, and it's trippy because... What we think as a people about CBD today is not fair. And we didn't just come up with this. Uh, we didn't create this. Um, these things were done by a handful of uh, a rich, powerful oil and synthetic uh, material companies. And um, they did it. They're the ones that changed history, not only for America, but for the whole world. And that's why... Um, you're going to have people in this country dying because of the change of history that uh, took place here in America by these handful of powerful, rich, uh, uh, you know, oil, oil people, synthetic people. And you'll be surprised when you hear some of these names. Um, some of them are just money makers. Um, and then some of them are the ones that actually co committed this corrupt movement away from hemp, this corrupt movement um, away from uh, medicines and clothing lines and ropes and sails and shoes and all kinds of material made from hemp, uh, cheaper material, paper, um, all this stuff that was made from hemp. And now they're coming back with it. Houses are being made from hemp now. It's a uh, a lot safer than your insulation and your drywall, you know, the stuff that builds mold and, and, and all that. Well, uh, there's our houses being made out of uh, hemp, hempcrete is what it's called. It's basically hemp mixed in concrete. Um, did you know that the pyramids were built with hemp? Right? Now, you think about the song that was saying on the movie... Um, What's that movie? Uh, Prince of Egypt, right? The story of Moses, that the 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 cartoon version. How um, the beginning of the movie is it's it's it, you can it's a song, right? And it's it's real sad, real low. The sounds are it's a big sound, like a lot of people are saying and singing it. <clears throat> and the song, you know, it's 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 drums, it's strings. I, I don't know if you want if you want to go listen to it again, but it goes. Um. Uh, shoot, how does it go? <laughs> it goes, uh, sand, do, 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 water, do, 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 straw, do, do, do. You remember that one? If you if you've uh, seen uh, uh, Prince of Egypt, that's how the beginning starts. Um, according to ancient Egyptian Egyptian history, that wasn't the case. The pyramids were built with hemp material, the hemp plant, the uh, the, the taller plant, right? Because there's two there's two strains of, of, of hemp. There's sativa and then there's indica, and they both the, flower out the marijuana, right? And uh, yeah, I, we, I, there's a whole story behind marijuana, but the sativa plant grows up to 24 feet, and it's just a stalk for the most part. Indicas, those are the shorter ones that are the bushy ones that we're that everybody's picking most of the for, for the most part picking the the weed off of. But the other stuff, the stuff that grows over twenty feet, that stuff was just a stock, and on the outside is what was used for all this material. Whether it was oil, they they pressed oil out of the seeds from the the weed itself, the the flour itself. The see, and there's there's a whole there's a whole story behind weed and flower of the weed of the of the hemp plants. 
I mean, this history in America has been twisted to where now everybody no everybody is reliant. They're dependent absolutely on the pharmaceutical companies to heal them and save them from death, heal them and save them from sickness, from illness. I don't know how many people have been buried. Um, I, I can't say um, healed because they could have been healed. They could have been, you know, whatever. But there for damn show definitely could have been extended life because all life ends one way or another, one time or another. Life is going to end. And this this stuff happened, you know, almost 100 years ago. How many people in the past 100 years could have extended life if they didn't, um, you know, uh, prohibit the prohibition of hemp? Anyways, we'll get into that. Um, so, yeah, so the pyramids um, were built with hemp, not straw. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, how much material can you make out of straw? The hay, right? The stuff that, um, you know, people think that it, it, it's binding enough or, you know, it was, I don't know. I don't know if they read their history or if, but it doesn't work. Sand, mud, water, and straw. Yeah, I don't think so. Not to last that long. Uh, hemp itself it's like a, a a cloth plant when it as it as it pertains to cloth clothing and everything like that it's like a cloth plant when you pull it off of the stock it looks like cloth already it's trippy and i've i watched a whole bunch of videos of harvesting and all that stuff um and it is a trip it is trippy go just go to youtube and watch the old uh hemp history Basically is what I looked up. Um, so that song should have actually went water, do, 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 sand, do, 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 hemp, do, 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 you know what I'm saying? That's how it should have went if that was the case. But, you know, it's a cartoon and, you know, it's they simplified it and, you know, whatever else. But. Damn, they did a good job erasing hemp out of the history of America, the history of the world, which is a trip because now everybody ties. The first thought that comes to your to their mind is weed uh, and the whole the, the whole the whole fact that. Well, the fact that um, for some reason, cannabis and hemp um, was one day eventually. Uh, tied to the name weed in commercials, in in paper, in newspapers, and all that. Now, I really want to come here just talk about the health benefits of CBD. That's what I should be talking about. Um, we are, but and the 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 flower itself. So, yeah, we need to get away from calling it weed. I mean, weed as a slang. Yeah, go ahead, call it weed, because that's what you know. That's what we all have been taught to. Think about, you know, when we think about uh, marijuana, we're supposed to think of it as a weed, right? If you watch old videos and uh, research, old studies of actual weeds, they don't survive around hemp plant. That lowers the use of uh, pesticides um, by a great deal because they don't survive around hemp. It was trippy to see. It was trippy to hear. What are you talking about? Weeds don't survive around hemp plant. And it has, there's video of people, of them just walking around pulling weeds out uh, without using any, you know, uh, pesticides and herbicides or whatever. We, you know, the stuff that kills weed. I don't know what it's called. And so we've come to a time in, in, in history where it's time to change that. It's time to flip that upside down. Uh, they, uh, well, let, let's, let's get into it. How did it, how did that happen? The whole world was using for hundreds and some say would, would argue thousands like the Chinese. They have paper that was written on hemp from 2000 years ago or 3000 years ago. Uh, Egyptians already claimed that they, you know, the, their hieroglyphics have the hemp plant 
in all of the hieroglyphics um, and that their buildings were made out of the hemp plant, right? And these are historical uh, things con concerning different countries. Um, and it's a trip that America would be the one, right? Because Andrew Jackson said that this country's health and wealth will rely for the most part on the hemp industry in this world. That he promised that that would happen. And so um, he, he grew, he had a hemp farm. George Washington had a hemp farm. He planted hemp. Why, why, why wasn't that taught in, in class or in history? That's that trip that trips me out. That they had that when Christopher Columbus, when he came, and you can research all of this, it's you can just research it. That's all I've been doing this week, and that's why I am so passionate about it just from doing the research. And it's not like through one source, it's like you can go through like 20 to 50 sources of history and. They vary as far as who's who and, and, and the relationship ties and stuff like that. But the history itself is pretty sound uh, and, and in general consensus from sources. That's why it trips me out that we're not taught this in history. We're not taught this in, in classes. What's up with that? <clears throat> uh, Christopher Columbus, when he sailed here, those sails were made out of hemp. Their clothing, their shoes, it was made out of hemp. What does that tell you? They didn't just go pick the plant and just make their sails or just make just their clothes. We're talking about the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. You have enough sails to, to sail three giant ships and clothe everybody and put shoes on everybody's feet. And ropes that were used on those ships were made out of hemp material. What does that tell you? There's a whole hemp industry. It wasn't just them with an idea to make everything out of hemp. The industry already existed. And so we're talking about when did Columbus sail the ocean blue? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? They got here, um, you know, with unhemp material basically is what I'm saying. They obviously brought seeds because there is a history out of Georgetown, right? Or is it Georgetown or Jamestown? Jamestown, back in the 1600s, where farmers were required to grow hemp uh, fields, to, to have a hemp farm, to, to grow hemp. They were required. For the wealth and, the tr and, and world trade and the building of the country from the 1600s, that the Jamestown was required. The people were required to have to grow hemp. Right now, I don't know how all that worked <clears throat> and they didn't go into detail as to um, the hemp in, in, in those uh, industry in, in those uh, in that town. But uh, Jamestown is where they 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 experimented with socialism in Jamestown. And. The obvious happened. Those who didn't have to work, those who were who were growing a lot, right? Because we're comparing this and the the stories from the scripture about um, the the man with the talents, right? The master gives these three guys three different talents. One guy he gives one, the other guy he gives five, and the last guy he gives ten. He goes away, comes back, and he asks the one guy that who had one talent, "Where's the talent that I gave you?" To go out and use and multiply. And that guy said, oh, I was afraid somebody was going to steal it. So I went and buried it so that when you come back, I can go grab it. And here it is. Here's, here's the one talent. And then he asked the guy who gave five, what'd you do with yours? He said, I went and I used it, put it to work and I multiplied. And now I have 10 here. Here's the talents. And the guy who had 10 talents did the same thing. Took it out, used it, multiplied it by two and came back and gave it to the master. Then the master says, take the, the talent from that dude who has one. Give it to the dude who has ten. Go away from me. This, this You who had one talent, you go away, you slothful and 
wicked and whatever, idolatrous servant or whatever was used in the scriptures, right? That's basically the story of socialism. In Jamestown, they were told and asked, or they were, it was required um, that everybody had a hemp farm, but they did uh, try to uh, experiment with socialism inside of Jamestown. And guess what happened? The guys who had the five talents and the 10 talents, they were told to divide their talents among everybody, even the ones who had one talent, so that it's fair, quote unquote, fair. What do you think? How do you think that makes a person feel who is only has one talent, who's only growing one acre and doesn't do anything more? But at the end of the day, he's getting a split of the five acre guy and the 10 acre guy. He's getting a split of all the money and all the profits. How is that fair? And if that guy thinks it's fair, it's going to make him think that that is the way life should be. Now, look at the guy with the five acre farm or the 10 acre farm working their asses off, doubling their acres, having to uh, harvest their their acres. And then at the end of the day, splitting that with those who only had one acre. It didn't work out, obviously, because at the end of the day, a lot of people started dropping off and stopped working. The lazy ones, the one who weren't, the ones who weren't driven, who didn't have no ambition, right? That's what started happening, and so they changed it. I don't know how long that experiment lasted for, but they changed it, and they changed it back to all right. You will only receive what you work for. Now, how does that make you feel? How does that uh, make the one acre guy feel now? He's got to get off his ass and do more, right? He's got to get 5, 10, 20 acres now if he wants a split, if he wants to harvest and get what he has been getting uh, through this experiment. And the guys who have 5 and 10, now they're going to multiply. 5, 10 acres, 20, 40, 50 acres. Let the ones who are getting off their asses and going, building it to 100 acres, let them go. Let them build their, 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 their thing, do their thing. Anyway. Um, how did I get that? Oh, yeah. The fact that hemp was required. Okay, that was the 1600s. Fast forward to the 1700s. We still have hemp uh, material. The industry is still big. Like, they did this in purpose. And this is, this is oh my gosh, this is a rare thing for us to see uh, an industry that existed in the world for a long time be erased from the world by rich and powerful people who lived here in America. That's a trip. I can't imagine history being erased that easily. Or, you know, there's a lot of hard work to it. And the trick part is, is that happened in the 1900s. The erasing of history happened in the 1900s. Um, oh my God, yeah, so... It's 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 a trip to me that that uh, that that's how the world views hemp now is by the flower alone and how they tied it and called it a weed. And this is why. And through my research and I went through a few different uh, sources, both on YouTube and in uh, reading studies of Googling. Right. And the same names popped up. In all these studies, the same names in history. Excuse me. The same names in history popped up. <clears throat> Here are the names. Um, so once upon a time, um, back in the early 1900s. Oh, by the way, did you know that the money... Back in the back in the day, for a long time, was made on hemp paper. Currency was made on hemp. Um, it, the, 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 it used to be that, oh, the Constitution was written on hemp. That used to be the only thing I knew about hemp, hemp paper. That used to be the only thing. Oh, you ever heard about hemp? Yeah, the Constitution was written on hemp. That's all anybody ever knew about hemp 
and the history of hemp in America. That's all. That's all I knew. That's all any like regular person knew was that the Constitution was written on hemp paper. That was it. Well, there was no other paper back then. It wasn't like a special thing that they just went out, farmed, uh, harvested hemp, and made something for the Constitution to be written on. No. Like I was talking about the scrolls in Egypt and uh, the scrolls in China who that date back uh, a thousand years or two thousand years. Everything was hemp. There was a whole industry through the 1400s when Columbus came here and all the material on the ships were made out of hemp. It was 1600s that were required to make to grow hemp. Right? We're going through history. Now we're in the 1700s, and um, the Constitution of the United States, the beginning of the the greatest country in the world. And that was just 300 years ago. We're talking 1776, 1876, 1976. Oh, not even 300 years. We're talking about 240 years, 250 years. Uh, the greatest country in the world. And it just happened to be it was it began it began on hemp paper. Oh boy! <clears throat> so I go into this whole studies, trying to study CBD, trying to get um, information about CBD and you know its effects, and trying not to reach too far into uh, uh, CBD so that you know you don't go in and find like. You know, you don't find heroin on the other end or you don't find you don't want to go in and find opiates on the other end. It's not like that. You dig into CBD and you're going to find history. You're going to find industry. You're going to find industries um, that were so flourishing, but were uh, company owned, that were industry owned, that were powerful men and uh, government owned or government at least had government associates that demonized and destroyed the hemp industry because hemp was just farming this other synthetic and all the fake oil or the oils that made synthetic material that was a, a banker owned like let's all right these are the names of these people of these men that I research and you go do the same research and look them up William Randolph Hearst. He was the guy um, that purchased uh, millions, of, millions of acres of timber for a forest to make paper. He was a tabloid guy. He was the newspaper guy. He was the magazine guy. He he was the guy. Now, if he's making paper out of wood, out of timber, and it takes eight to thirty years to grow timber. How much competition are you if I'm making paper out of hemp and it only takes eight months to, to, to harvest for me? Okay, that's one guy. William Randolph Hearst, paper guy. Then you got Lamont DuPont, right? He's he's an oil guy. He owned a, a oil company. He's, he's one of the he's the one that owned the oil company that uh, made a lot of synthetic material like the ropes were synthetic. You know, now everything's synthetic, some clothing, some linens, the, um, you know, some household items and whatever they start making. That company was into thin synthetic stuff. The same exact material that was uh, the same exact products that were being made by hemp. Yeah, these guys went and made a synthetic version of all those, basically a phony fake version because hemp was the main version, basically. Right. It's like. Hemp was the home cooked meal, right? Or you can drive down the street and grab a burger from a synthetic place. Uh, you know, that's basically what it was like. Andrew Mellon, this sum of my bitch, Andrew Mellon. Um, he owned Gulf Oil, and Gulf Oil was part of the Seven Sisters, is what they called it. Big oil companies. Um, Standard Oil was one of them, and Standard Oil is where the, your Chevrons and your Exxon Mobil come from, right? Well, he financed both the paper guy and he financed the synthetic material guy through his, you know, 
projects or through whatever money, whatever. Right. Andrew Mellon was also the secretary of treasury of the United States. He was the secretary of treasury. He had a big oil company, part of the big oil, the sisters, the seven sisters, part of the big oil companies. And he financed the paper guy and the synthetic material guy. Now you got three guys in it. Okay. Um, and then you have the most, probably the biggest, one of the biggest, and you can look around and see it for yourself today um, as far as two big industries. Oil is one of them. Pharmaceutical is the other one. That's the last um, one of, of my of the four the four companies or the four the four powers I would call it the four powers that destroyed the hemp industry and it was it wasn't that big then but they started making medicine um, synthetic medicine right so they started making it out of chemicals they started making it out of ingredients brought together with different elements and making medicines that did the exact same thing. They were trying to, they were trying to replace hemp because back then hemp was a cure for freaking everything. Nowadays, we know that there's more than just the flower in hemp, the flower, which we call weed. These men attach the word weed to that when, you know, there's a story behind that. And I'll go, I'll go into that too, into detail. Um, though this this pharmaceutical country uh, pharmaceutical industry grew hella bigger because it was financed by guess who John Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie. That's right, John Rockefeller from the Rockefeller Center in New York, right? Andrew Carnegie from Carnegie Hall. Um, those two finance the pharmaceutical companies and these guys are all friends the paper guy the synthetic guy the 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 oil guy that financed those two and then now the pharmaceutical guys and you know john rockefeller is the owner of standard oil where your exxon mobile and your chevron come from part of the, the seven sisters from back then so you have hearst is the paper guy. DuPont is a th synthetic material guy. Mellon is the oil guy who financed DuPont and Hearst. And then you have uh, Rockefeller and Carnegie. Right? Both rich, powerful men. Um, and Carnegie was a steel guy. I think he was a standard steel, um, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> right? So you have those four powers. Um and their competition was hemp, the thing that we've been using throughout history for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Now, let's move into how, how close they were to government. So we know that Mellon was a secretary of treasury. He's already in government. Mellon, now, Mellon's, uh, now, from two different sources, I don't know how... They call their relatives or family, but one calls uh, one source calls them their his um, nephew, and another source called them his son-in-law. That's two hella different relations, right? <laughs> so, anyway, it was his future son-in-law at this point. Mellon appoints Harry Anslinger, his son-in-law, as head of the Federal Bureau of Nar Narcotics. Ooh wee. Oh, wait, the story's getting juicy, right? So Mellon, the one who financed the paper guy and the synthetic material guy, now he appoints his, and he's the Secretary of Treasury of the United States. He has the, you know, the power basically over the money of the, of the United States. He assigns his son to be, we're talking about Harry Anslinger, the head of the Bureau of Narcotics. Oh, wait. Now we have Treasury and Narcotics. In the same family, in the government of the United States. Now, the head of the the, the Bureau of Narcotics eventually became uh, the DEA. But this is where it began. This is where it all began. This is where it all started. And we're talking early 1900s. Paper was still being 
made from hemp. Money was still being print on hemp, clothing, all kinds of material. Now you have these four powers interested in making the synthetic version of everything. Even synthetic medicine. Rockefeller and Carnegie were just business guys, but they financed the pharmaceutical company just for more financing, for more money. That's business. I get that. And I don't think that Rockefeller and Carnegie, well, I I don't want to play dumb either because I don't think that they were directly involved um, with trying to oust the hemp company as far as knowing everything. But that may be the case. I don't want to not not, uh, consider that that may be the case. More than I think that Andrew Mellon He's in the government already as a second as a secretary of treasury, right? Because he's the one who made the move to appoint his son-in-law the head of the Federal Bureau of, of Narcotics, the DEA. Basically, in the future, it became a DEA. He made that move. Not sure if the paper guy or the synthetic guy or Rockefeller and Carnegie had anything to do with that. I, but I, you know, I will be doing more research because that's all I do every day these days is research this part of history as I, and just like I said, I told you, I only went in there to, to find the health benefits of CBD. And I, and I came out with the whole history of uh, a hemp industry, world hemp industry that was erased by these men. So a couple, a few of them directly and a few indirectly. And this Anslinger, he's just a piece of shit. I don't know what to say about him. This Anslinger guy. Mellon, the Secretary of Treasury, his son-in-law, Harry Anslinger, he fights the the this quote-unquote war on drugs when really he fought the war on hemp and won with the powers that be, if, if you will. And if this sounds too much like um, um, conspiracy theory, by all means, go and you come and return to me and tell me you know what, what's wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong or not. Okay, let me know because <laughs> if I'm wrong, then all these sources are wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong. There's too many people from different uh, sides of the story telling the same story. And that's the fact that now America is on the wrong side of history as it has to do with hemp. We are on the wrong side of history. We're on the wrong side of the mind is uh, uh, of America, of the world is on the wrong side of this story. All because of Harry Anslinger, who is the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. So you tie and you can you can go watch old video of um, the commercials of how they demonized. You know, they have this movie called the, the Reefer Madness. Oh, my hell. Watch Reefer Madness and you'll see Reefer Madness. You will see how ridiculous and how. Uh, uh, a Harry Anslinger and his whole campaign to to oust the hemp com- the hemp industry the hemp plant because they couldn't put a patent on it they didn't create it it comes out of the ground people can just go pick it and make their own clothes people can go pick it and make their own medicines people can just farm it harvest it and sell it make uh, chairs make uh, curtains make all kinds of stuff. So, yes, of course, it would be a great business move to um, to try to outdo the, the competition, but to try to monop- monopolize uh, your own industry by killing the competition, that I don't think is right. That I don't think anybody thinks that's right. I think everybody knows that's corruption. And this is absolute black and white corruption to me. Now, unless we get any more history about it, there's just no other way that I can see this. And there's no other way that if anybody does any research, anybody can see this different. It's time to flip this uh, stigma and flip this this, uh, lie told to us in history. It's time to flip it upside down and turn it around and make this right. Give the give the farming back to the people. Give the power of uh, of the hemp industry back to the people, back to the farmers. We want it back. We want the world. We want the country back, and we want the we want to get step back into the world trade with real products that last. Now we have plastic. Now I don't know how hemp 
and plastic have to do, you know, what, what the replacement was, but plastic is, is the result of synthetic material. Um, like I said, once again, let me know. You guys let me know what you guys think, because this is just, it just blows my mind that uh, history have been, has been changed like that by these people, indirectly, directly or indirectly. So we have all the videos that come out, all the 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 reefer madness. Reefer madness was the the you know demonizing marijuana. Uh, the commercials that came out, the paper guy, the paper guy wrote it on all his papers. Uh, marijuana's bad. Now, mind you, back then they had no idea. This was freaking uh, Hearst. Uh, Hearst is um, is the paper guy. It was his plan. The paper guy's plan to say, hey, look, um, there's the Mexicans. They use hemp and everything like that. But their word for hemp or cannabis is marijuana. Let's use that. I think it's pronounced marijuana, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the paper guy, it was the paper guy's idea to tie that to the weed and tie the weed to mental illness. They tied the, the marijuana to uh, black people, right? We're talking about the 1900, early 1900s. They tied marijuana to uh, uh, jazz music, to Mexicans, to anything that, anything and everything that white people were already prejudiced against, they tied it to this thing called marijuana. It comes from Mexico. Now, these White people, Palang people, these these people were oblivious that they were talking about hemp. They were oblivious to that. Had no idea. The legislators, the whoever's, these guys and that guys, for the most part, the paper guys, the magazines and the newspapers and the tabloids, they did a good job demonizing uh, uh, marijuana, this new Mexican word, marijuana, that comes from Mexico and it makes everybody crazy. And the Mexicans use it, the brown people use it, the black people use it, the jazz people use it, and it makes uh, white women go out and look for, you know, sexual encounters. It makes black guys so horny that they go and rape white women. It was a great campaign, brilliant campaign, but it was corrupt as hell. It was hella corrupt. They did it for, 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 for power. They did it so that because they couldn't, because they could not get a hold or have a hand, a whole monopoly or whatever on hemp and they couldn't compete with it they had to demonize it and this is their campaign and they did a great job doing it because now look look at the people now look at america now look at us we're stuck on the retarding of of of, of our education of our knowledge uh through that part of history that's how freaking um effective the media was the media is now they're doing the same thing for a lot of things for, about people about things you, you turn on tv and you go look for it right and then whatever comes on just as long as it pops up in the papers and the tabloids and the magazines and the tvs and whatever else people believe it people see it people believe it um yeah i you know credit to that campaign for for accomplishing the goal Almost a hundred years years later, and everybody still believes that same bullshit. The the weed, the marijuana flower, which they called weed. See, they even told the they even tied the flower to weed. Back then, they called it flower. They called it whatever. They called it cannabis is what they called it. And then once the word marijuana came in, and marijuana was tied to the word weed. I already told you guys what weed happens around cannabis. It dies out. That's why they use less fumigation and pesticides. That's a lot healthier for the environment, for all you environmental folks. Um, so, yeah, so we have this whole campaign uh, from the Federal Bureau of Narcotics, the nephew of the guy who knows the guy and knows the other guys. This is a freaking big old... And, you know, I, uh, people have, have, have talked about, and I'm not with the, that... Um, you know, gov corrupt government is corrupt and all that. I'm not with all of it. I am with it, and uh, through through Trump, through Donald Trump, 
I, I, I see a lot more, both from the side that hates him and the side that's on his, supposedly supposed to be on his side. And that is old. That is an old news thing. And then now studying about cannabis and studying about CBD and everything else, it, it's way deeper than anybody thinks. And we all need to flip this back over. We need to flip it back over. We have an epidemic of opium in our country right now. And we also have the fear of hemp. That makes no freaking sense that hemp has never killed anybody, that marijuana has never killed anybody. You've never, nobody's ever overdosed off of weed getting high. Nobody. You know what, what getting, what um, overdosing on opiate, opium looks like? When you take opium, right, it's a downer and it's, you know, you use it for depression or whatever else, tired or whatever else you use it for painkillers. And you get tired and you fall asleep. Opium attaches to the to the base of the brain, to the brain cell, and it turns off your ability to breathe. Right? I talked about that in the in the last uh, cast podcast. Um, it turns off the breathing uh, mechanism, so you stop breathing. That's what overdosing looks like. Cannabis doesn't have that. It doesn't have that power. The sensors are not there. It doesn't uh, overreach its boundaries. An overdose of marijuana, you want to see what, what somebody looks like when they overdose on marijuana? They fall asleep. You know what it looks like when you overdose on marijuana? Uh, you have less food in the house. And for some people, an overdose of marijuana looks like a clean house. It's a, it's a clean house. Because some people just can't sit still when they're on it. That depends on the strain. That's what an overdose of marijuana looks like. So... Now, um, now that we have this, and Harry Anslinger just took it and ran with it. Um, what uh, what the legislators had no idea about was the fact that Harry Anslinger was talking about hemp. He was talking about cannabis. The legislation, the bill that that passed from the uh, secretary from the Federal Bureau of Narcotics from Anslinger was hemp, but nobody noticed or realized it until it was too late. Now you have the oust, you have you have the destruction of an industry of farming, of medicine, of products, uh, of history, dating back thousands of years, now comes to a halt, screeching freaking halt just because somebody wanted uh, his friends and his uh, you know, co-conspirators and cohorts of money and power uh, to rule the world. That same campaign, uh, Anslinger took to the United Nations and sold that bullshit to them. They ate it up, bought it, and um, hemp started being illegal to grow everywhere. That's why I got to give it to him for the great job, the great campaign he pushed to destroy the hemp industry, to destroy uh, farmers, farming, farmers being the rich people, right? Because eventually the farmers were going to be the rich people, the ones who farm it. Because because you can't uh, own it, because you can't uh, patent it, because people can just buy land and make hemp and make a hundred materials and sell sell uh, the hemp for all its its worth, all its uses. The seed, the seed, the oil from the seed, the seed itself. Once uh, it turns, you can turn it into feed, pig feed. Uh, the stock, the pressing the 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 hemp itself, making material, selling it to a material company, curtain company, blanket company, clothing company. Chairs, tables. There were so many uses. The farmers were supposed to be the richest people in the world. The farmers of hemp. And, you know, it, it would obviously be a competition. It, it wouldn't be the richest or, you know, but they would be the, the most competitive. Now the farmers are, are they're, I mean, they, they may look like they're rich and they have property and whatever, but they're not being paid much. An acre of potatoes, an acre of tobacco. Tobacco is the highest paying uh, per acre, plant per acre 
in the world because people that smoke and use tobacco for those reasons. And the only reason why tobacco prices or the uh, the industry itself, the the profits itself went down is because the taxing, the health, the, uh, you know, the whatever else. And I bet you eventually I'm going to find out something about tobacco and it's ties into the, the friends of the oils and the synthetics. All right. Um, I don't know where to go from here, man. Um, I really want to, I really came here to talk about CBD and the health of CBD and I stepped into it. <laughs> I stepped into it hard, man. Um, all this research was done by these different people. Uh, Dr. Russo, Dr. Andre, Dr. Oh, here's a quote. <clears throat> here's a quote. <clears throat> This is from the Wealth World or the World Health Organization. Okay, it said that um, the widest therapeutic indexes of any agent used in pharmaceutical or natural supplement in the world is CBD. That's the best medicine. It's basically, saying this is the best medicine in the world, right? And they replace it with synthetics. And now the synthetics have come back, and now the synthetics itself is killing us. It sounds like a freaking movie of making robots, and the robots, they acquire intelligences and uh, emotions, and then they end up killing the humans, right? Um, that's basically what happened here. Um, I don't want to ramble and ramble and ramble because, yeah, I did step in it. Let's see if I can find anything here that I think is of worth. Oh, that's softer and more durable than cotton. Um, and lasts longer. The original pair of Levi's jeans were made out of hemp material. And it's more durable because when you think about hemp and jeans, you're like, what? A plant? That, that doesn't sound right. But nobody, none of us have the opportunity because everything in our freaking house is fake. And when I say fake, I mean synthetic, because hemp, because it doesn't it doesn't grow out of the ground like everything else. And all this material, you know, it's all synthetic. I'm looking around right now. I'm looking at chairs. I'm looking at leathers. I'm looking. Well, leathers is animals, but they make synthetic leather too. I'm looking at carpets and rugs and drapes and curtains and blankets and we're we're a world full. I'm looking at paper and books and boxes and. Plastics and everything. I'm like, dude, freaking the Harry Anslinger. Good damn job, you piece of shit. I mean, you know, good job. He did a good job, but yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> everything in our houses are fake, and I only say fake because it wasn't planted and grown naturally like hemp. Hemp goes from the ground into the sewing machine or into the machines, and that makes the material. That's it. Less carbon. Less burning of any atmospheric whatever, less, you know, whatever the anybody who's, who's worried about that is concerned. Um, hemp is the way to go. You want to use less, wa less water to, to, to plant and grow, less, um, less fumigation, less uh, pesticide, less uh, it, it takes you to grow, and less time. Use use make this to to make paper. All you forest and tree huggers, you guys should be supporting this. You guys want your trees and whatever, and it it not only that, but it burns clean. When they make fuel out of it, it burns clean fuel. They had uh, um in a, a, a you know showcase or whatever of two things burning. One was burning was uh, gasoline, you know that's from oil, and then the other thing that was burning was from hemp oil. And you couldn't see anything coming off of the hemp oil, but it was burning. But the gasoline, it was, I mean, all black. You can, that's obvious. And they ran two engines, two motor engines, one off of gasoline and one off of hemp. Then they opened it. You couldn't see anything in the hemp oil gasoline um, fuel engine. You open up the carbon engine, the gasoline engine, and it's black inside. That's trippy. That's worth looking at. That's worth studying and understanding. And then this history is worth sharing. 
and let everybody know, you know what, the, these guys are, were part of the government. And yes, um, Lamont DuPont, or I mean, Andrew Mellon is a piece of shit. He did hire his son-in-law and they did, they ran this campaign. Um, all their friends were whoever's, pharmaceuticals, oils, papers, uh, synthetics. Trippy, 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 trippy. Anyway, let me stop here because I've been rambling. It's almost been an hour, right? Um, but anyway, so the campaign was ran and Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, approved the Marijuana Tax Act in 1937. Um, and the people there were freaking oblivious that they were about to destroy the hemp uh, industry for good and forever. And that's the end. That was the beginning of the end for hemp and the industry, hemp industry, right? That was 1937. Well, guess what? 1945 comes around, 43 comes around, and the government starts telling everybody to grow hemp because they needed uh, hemp material. They couldn't wait for trees. They couldn't wait for the synthetics. They couldn't wait for anything else. They knew that it only took months uh, for, hemp, for hemp to grow and harvest and them to use the material for the war. Oh, all of a sudden, now you need hemp? When you need it, when you need us, freaking ridiculous, man! Um, it's time for the people to rise up. It's the, the the people should should be the ones to tell the government, hey, you know what? Your your time is over. You've destroyed our lives. You destroyed the world. Now, I'm not saying anything about the country itself because the people run the country. I'm talking about this is just business. That's all this is was right. Mobsters got to kill their best friends. The guys that you grew up with and love, yeah. Those are the guys that are going to kill you. They're going to end up whacking you one day. That's mob mentality. And that's basically what um, the mentality is in business because it's just business, right? These synthetics, these oils, these paper companies, these clothing companies and everything, they whack the, the, the hemp industry because it's just business, Feel me? <laughs> it's just business. And they did a good damn job. Well, it's now time for us to resurrect hemp and the hemp industry. It's time for that guy to come back and work for us, for the people. It's the hemp industry, Andrew Jackson promised that the hemp industry will be the health and the wealth of this nation. And it's time to bring that back and fulfill that prophecy. Um, I am Lolo. This is Entre Dog Products Radio. Um, I don't know what to, I still know what to call it. Health radio, uh, CBD radio, Ultra Dog products radio, um, either or and all. I'm going to sign out and I will talk to you guys later. All right.